From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged email edition for September 3rd, 2009. I'm your host, John Magi. I'm uh, joined by our Orlando team, Corey Martin, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Kathy Whirling, and Kevin Close. Um, if you listen to the other show, you know that Pete Werner and Walter Eccles are on vacation. They're in Australia. By the time this show goes up, hopefully they've made it, uh, and they've started to enjoy their vacation. We don't have anyone in the peanut gallery. Yeah, always forget about my beautiful little Ferris. Oh, sorry, Ferris. <laughs> He'll make himself known. Don't worry about really? it. Really? He's sleeping. Ferris is here as well. If his last name was Eccles, we'd talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's usually to, a whole group here. It's hard to remember. It's nice, isn't it? It's so nice and airy without just Max me. Max isn't tapping on the floor. Yeah. He's, he's not here. Just me. The only... Teresa's son is son. tapping on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> he's always tapping his foot. Oh. There. He really has no intern to bring me stuff. I don't know what that's about. Pete's not here at all. Goes a heck in a handbag, apparently. <laughs> All right, we are going to read some of your emails and hopefully answer your questions. And uh, just want to let people know that if we read your email, play your voicemail uh, on the show, you can receive a Diz Unplugged T-shirt or a pin and a lanyard. Um, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, we're not going to be doing any voicemails this week. But if you want to call and leave us a voicemail for a future show, that number is one eight seven seven. Three one zero nine six six two, and then there's other numbers that I can't really see. <laughs> if you want to call from Australia, if you want to call from England, listen to an old show and yeah, figure really, out those go back to an old show and get those numbers. I can barely see Ferris. Would you like me to read them? No. Okay. I don't want those people to call anyway. It's a toll number. I have to pay toll when they call. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if you want to send us an email to be read on the show, this handbag gets bigger. <laughs> the one we're going to heck in. Uh-huh. Uh, send an email to podcast at wdwinfo.com and hopefully we'll get a chance to read it on the show. Um, who wants to go first? I do. Oh. I think I win because I haven't been here for two weeks. Okay. And she's holding the <laughs> Okay, baby. you got it. I go second, though. Okay, go ahead, Julie. Um, this is from John Robbins in Philadelphia. Hi, guys. I found the podcast recently since I just got an iPhone. Don't worry, you're not the only one. I don't have one. Listening to the current and past podcasts. The show is great, and you make me laugh, and I learn so much. I tell my wife and kids almost everything I learn from you guys. I do have a question, and it may sound strange. I'm a big fan of Scrooge McDuck. There's nothing wrong with being a fan of Scrooge. We came to the Walt Disney World... We came to Walt Disney World in January 2009. He was not there, and no one could answer in the parks or could tell us when he would be there. We're coming in late January of 2010 for 10 days, and I want to find a way to meet him. Is there any way that I can see him anywhere in the Walt Disney World Resort area at that time? I have met Scrooge McDuck. Really? At Christmas time. I have a photo with him last December. Well, last December. Was last it a party or was it just a general? Um, it was a party night. 
Yeah, it was right next to City Hall. Yep. You so, know, not the side with the bathrooms. The, it's to the left. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not like he's right. standing out in front of the restrooms, right? right. But um, he was there with his scarf and his little winter gear on. And, yeah, I took a photo with him. Sometimes you can only see these obscure characters at the parties. Right. They're not always just um, walking around. So if you'd plan your trip in December, you'd have a better chance of seeing him. I'm gonna be, I've never seen him. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. Scrooge McDuck. So I have proof. I'll post the photo. Julie, we believe you. We do. <laughs> Good luck with posting a photo, Julie. Yeah, no, <laughs> really. You post a photo. Corey, post a photo for me. Um, but that would be my only only time that I've ever seen him is during the Christmas party. So um, normally, you know, the cast members are not going to say, oh, yeah, you can meet him and this is where. I don't think they really know that about any character. Well, I mean, there's set meet and greets for certain characters right. at certain parks, but someone like Scrooge McDuck... Like you said, I've never seen him. Yeah, he's, he's kind of obscure. So um, that's that's the only thing I could tell him since I have actually seen him. I didn't know if anybody else had. Hey, is he ever in a parade? I don't think so. I can't think of one. He's got an easy work schedule, doesn't he? Really? Yeah. yeah. Come out for the holidays. Counting I mean, money. Since you're coming in January, <laughs> and there's still a chance that maybe you could see him, but I just don't know. The only time I've seen him is at the Christmas parties. If any other listeners has pictures, post them or on the boards. Or if they know, if they've seen them at other times of the year, let us know. I can't think of any time or place where I've no. seen them. Or very, very odd. <laughs> Thank you very much, Julie. Teresa, I know you want to go next. I do. Hello, podcast team. Thank you for all the work you do with the show. It makes my journey to work enjoyable in the morning. I have a question about tips. Being from the UK, tipping in restaurants is something we do for special service rather than as a matter of course. What would you recommend as a guideline for tipping at table service? Also, as we will be on the dining plan, is there some way of knowing the normal value of the meal without having to add it up from the menu? Thanks again, and sorry if this is boring to your U.S. listeners. Nigel from the boards. N-J-M on the boards. Thank you, Nigel. John, what's your answer? Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, that what we're going to do? All right, let me go through my emails. <laughs> Teresa, what do you think the answer is? Um, it's custom in the uh, in the U.S. to tip 18% for good service, so or 15% for good service, I'm sorry. And um, you should base your tip on how well you're treated and what kind of service is provided to you. You can adjust that up or down accordingly. Um, we recently saw a show where there was a person on who was talking about being a waiter and all this stuff. Is it Oprah? Yeah. And he was in one. I don't want to admit we watch an Oprah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and an old Oprah at that. And he was talking there about. There are how, no new Oprahs. That's true. And he's talking about how, as a waiter, he only makes $2.50 an hour or wherever he worked. He made a certain amount. And that's part of their salary. So that's something to keep in mind. Although I don't personally look at it that way, I don't look like I'm paying you. As part of your salary, I look at it as I'm rewarding good service. So that's something to keep in mind when you're, get, when you're tipping. Um, Don't they also put, didn't he say he was on the dining plan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't they have a line item for the tip? Yep. Don't they say 18% on there? I know it's for groups they say that, but don't they have it for regular people too? Some restaurants will actually list uh, when you get the check what the percentage would come to of your check. Okay. 15, 18, 20%, depending on what you want to tip. I don't believe every restaurant at Disney does that. As far as the Disney dining plan goes, you can ask for um, a 
a receipt in order to leave a tip on your room key if you want to do that. I don't know if they'll give you an itemized uh, bill based on what your your check would have been. Also, you're not supposed to tip on tax. That is correct. To make things more complicated. Right. You're not supposed to tip on the tax portion of it. I'm a 20% tipper. I go in planning on tipping 20%. It'll go up and down from there. Rarely does it go down without them knowing. There's some uh, there's some things you can also get from the Internet, little uh, things you can download that'll be a chart that shows you if you're this amount of money. You yeah, can well, do. Nigel's not asking us to do the math for him. He's trying to figure out what his, the total of his check is. He's from the U.K. Can he do percentages? Or is that, like, metric? Okay. <laughs> there are percentages everywhere. Also, oh, they have percentages in the U.K.? Yes, okay. I'm pretty sure. Also, taking into consideration if you get a discount in your meal. Like, for example, at Fulton's, I have a 20% discount on my appetizer. I tip on the before discounted price. Right. You should always tip on the amount before any kind of discount or coupon Gosh, is applied. this has turned into an arithmetic lesson. It really has. And I would also say don't feel it, because I know there's a lot of people on the Diz boards that go, well, I don't have money to tip. If you don't have enough money in your budget to, to put some tips towards your meal, then maybe you need to rethink right. where you're dining or put that in as part of your budget that, you know, another 15% or 20%, depending on how you want to do it. You know, the waiters aren't there just for their health. Or, I mean, they have families probably. They I have bills to pay. Everybody should wait tables just to find out how to tip great. Mm-hmm. Also, some people think you don't tip at buffets, but you're supposed to. Right. That's a good point. You should always I learned tip that from <laughs> You learned that from Oprah <laughs> as well. People think that um, you know, just because no one's bringing you your food, it's not appropriate to tip. It absolutely is appropriate to tip. Um, the person we saw on the show said it's the same percentage you would tip a regular right. waiter or wait, wait person. We don't usually do that. We usually think of a per dollar amount per person, two or three bucks per person in okay. our party as being appropriate but because you know you never know what the buffet is gonna you know you wind up at some huge buffet but um there was a thread on the disc too that somebody was next to a table that the the people left free burger king coupons like for a um a whopper that was their tip so don't think you can leave coupons for free food as your tip well actually you can well, is it is it is it good form? No, there's no rule that says you, there's no law that says you have to right, tip. Right, but if you decide you don't want to, you don't have to. I wouldn't go tip. back. Don't wash red socks with white clothes. Yeah, <laughs> but there, there's no law that Nigel that says you have to tip. However, as I just said, this is custom in our country right, to tip. Right. right, it's custom to tip in cash. It's not custom to leave coupons. I mean, I think we can agree on that. Correct. Um, Especially if you don't eat Burger King. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something else to consider, too, is that not the tip doesn't always go right to the waiter. In most establishments, the tip is split up on some kind of uh, tiered basis on the person who buses your table, the host or hostess. The bartender. The bartender, all those people. Um, so you have to keep that in mind, too, and that you're not just tipping the wait staff. You're t- tipping everybody who served you in the restaurant. So, again, how are they chopping up that 50-cent off Burger King coupon between the bar back <laughs> and the... I'll give you the fries. <laughs> My kids need to start tipping me. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to reach an age where they're going to tip you over. <laughs> Borrowing money to tip me. Thank you, Teresa, for reading an email she, you didn't know the answer to. <laughs> you're welcome, Tom. Who's next? I'll go. Um, this is from Sue in Brooklyn. 
Hi, guys and gals. Any word on, ex- on extending dates for the dessert party at the Magic Kingdom? It sounds great, and we would love to try it, but we won't be there until October 22nd. Well, you are in luck. It has been extended to October 31st. The pricing has changed, though. Adults 10 and older are 23.42, and children 3 to 9 are 12.77. And this includes tax and gratuities. I was just going to say that one of the things to keep in mind is while that price is more, it now includes tax and gratuity. Per guest demand. And that was <laughs> probably because nobody was tipping at these this thing, so they decided they needed to. It was never mentioned. I mean, I don't even know where you would have left a tip. Right. So. Now, isn't this the second time it's been extended? Mm. It, yeah, it wasn't only the first supposed time. To, so when, when they launched it, it was going to stay up until October 22nd? No. Or it was, um, mid-August? No, the end of August. And now they've extended it to October. Okay. So. It seems popular. I don't know why they wouldn't just keep it if everybody wants to do it. I think it's one of the things they're, they're getting their sea legs on, and as it stays popular, they'll keep extending it. And I wonder if they'll do it as the weather gets colder. You would think it would be easier for them to do it when it was colder. Cooler. Like the, cooler. Never gets cold. Yeah, cooler. Well, but like the chocolate-covered strawberries, when I went, it was like 90-something. So if it was cooler They're all sweaty. 70s. <laughs> I hate sweaty strawberries. Me too. <laughs> I don't have it with me. Did you read the email from the one gentleman who talked about his experience there, where they were uh, all the way at the end of a very long line to mm-hmm. check in to the dessert party? And even though they had reservations, by the time they got there, all the desserts were gone. There was not one single dessert on the table. And as they brought stuff out, people were like vultures, were waiting for the tray to hit the table and to snatch up the desserts. And he said it was like they had one or two desserts the whole night. Well, it is, I mean, it is just a table in the middle of the room. Now, the night I went, we all waited for like the high sign before we could... You know, dive into the table, but what does that sign show us? <laughs> yeah, they just like everybody was looking around. Then I don't, yeah, I don't know what the sign was, but then everybody got up and went in line. But really, h- how do you handle that? I mean, it's a buffet, and Disney is really good about bringing more stuff out. But I don't think it was set up to go like, oh, did you get enough? Okay, now can I have one? I don't think it's set up like that. It, it is sort of like a well. If they changed it from the from the photos you took when you first went, I mean, that looked like. A dessert buffet. It didn't look like they were going to run out of anything. Well, they were really good about, you know, bringing out more. But now I also understand that once the fireworks start, they don't have the food out anymore. Where when I went, it was out through the fireworks. So I'm sure Disney is still tweaking how they... They'll adjust it until they get to the point where no one wants to do it. But they do have a long line to get in. It's not worth it anymore. You know, it, it is sort of like a free-for-all when you, you first go in. But I think what you described is more appropriate. Wait till everybody is checked in and everybody is seated by a certain time. And then, okay, now the buffet is open. Go and enjoy so that everybody has a chance at it. I don't know if his was a unique experience, if people are finding that now. Hopefully people will give us some feedback on it. And I would also say from looking at the Diz Sports, it seems like a lot of cast members aren't up on how to book this yet. That's a surprise. But what they were saying is that once they opened up those dates, cast members still weren't finding them, that it helped to remind the cast member that they had to uncheck that it was for the dining plan because this dessert party doesn't take any, you know, credits from the dining plan. So if you're having trouble finding availability, ask the cast member if they've unchecked the box for the dining plan. That's a good tip. Excellent. Uh, Thank you, Corey. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I do. 
Justin says, hi, podcast team. Uh, great show, and we look forward to them every week. We're coming to Disney World in the middle of October, and we have a free night with no kids. We are staying at Bay Lake Towers and have a reservation at the California Grill. Should we keep this, or should we go to Citrico's? We have eaten at Narcissi's in the past and wanted to try a new restaurant. Thanks. Um, I think you'll have a good time no matter which one you go to. I, John and I prefer the atmosphere and the food at Citrico's, but we had a very good meal at California Grill. California Grill has some amazing real estate up on top of the Contemporary Hotel. Uh, a much better view. You'd have a view of the Magic Kingdom and uh, Seven Seas Lagoon and all the resorts. In Citrico's, you have a, a, a view of the pool. It's just a different atmosphere. I say as long as you haven't tried either one, stick with your reservation. Try the other one the next time. Give everybody a tip about California Grill. Um, most people want to go there for the fireworks, and those reservations usually get snatched up first. Um, I'm sorry. This is from Sean, Goofy Gopher on the boards. So if you can't get a reservation for the time when the fireworks are going to go, pick an earlier time to have dinner, keep your receipt, they'll let you back up to the observation platform to watch the fireworks. So if you can prove you've had dinner there already that night, you can always go back and watch the fireworks at your leisure. And this is the the um, outside area up by the restaurant? Because yep. I know there's two observation areas, but it's, it's up. Right. Okay. It's the one where you walk through the restaurant and you go out the observation area. Okay. I've never been up there, but okay. Because they don't let people up there now just randomly. Thanks, Kevin. Who else has an email they want to read? I have one. This is from Debbie Lazaga Marks. Hi, gang. From Dila in Milwaukee. Kevin, I was going to send you cheese, but, well, that doesn't travel well. Let me know if you need my mom's incredible chicken soup recipe. Help me with my eye surgery, too. Epcot World Showcase question for you. I was under the impression way back when the World Showcase came out that they would rotate out different countries. Was I totally off base as I was about 11 when Epcot opened? Or was there something to that? Also, is there any possibility that they would add more countries, namely Spain, my personal favorite? I know space is kind of jammed, but next to France and before England, they could make it go over that canal there. Just a thought. Hey, Kathy, you rock. Your peeps are here for you. (laughs) Hugs to Ferris, too. That's why I'm reading it. Hugs to Ferris, too, because he should just put... Ferris should just be everyone's favorite anyway. Such a little tank. And the adorable-looking pudgy cheeks. Love from the Midwest. Dila. I remember a couple years ago when they were um, rumored to be putting another country in. But nothing ever came. But, I mean, isn't it? I mean, it's the countries that finance their pavilions. Correct. Correct. Do you remember the talk that Mark gave on the cruise about Epcot? Now, the original concept for Epcot was almost like buildings. They were going to be inside buildings, and just the front was the country. That would tell you what the country was as you walk past. And the idea was that Walt was hoping that there would be sponsor com- countries coming in and out of each of these pavilions. So, yeah, the original concept was they were going to have different countries taking each other's place. That um, kind of fell by the wayside. It was kind of... Uh, a shopping mall look and then the other thing they say is that um, there was a whole bunch of uh, fighting amongst the countries so and so didn't want to be near somebody else they were before me why are they before me so that sort of whole concept went by the wayside do you think we'll ever see any more 
countries in the World Showcase? I don't think so, and I don't think so because if you ever have a chance to see behind the scenes at Epcot, it's very the infrastructure back there is very tight. So even though while we walk around and you may see an open area and think, oh, this is a good place for a country, back there there's service buildings and walkways and other stuff that's supporting the cast. There's been times, there's been rumors for a while. Um, there's one next to Germany where they put the tr- where the train is. Mm-hmm. That's been talked about. And as you go a little bit further, um, there's another open area. I think it's just before China. Maybe I'm wrong. And then there's that one going into Mexico where those little African stands are. Mm-hmm. They've talked about doing something like that. And I've heard talk that that was going to be an African. And while it wouldn't be one particular country, it would be the country, the, the continent of Africa. Oh, that'd be cool. I've also heard um, that Israel was looking to build a pavilion here, but there was a great deal of political um, dissension with this and they decided to back out. It's also very expensive for the country to maintain their pavilion here. So I don't know if we'll ever see another permanent one. So it needs to be a wealthy country. Mm-hmm. The host country definitely has to pay not only um, for the things that Disney wants them to do, but also they pay a certain amount to Disney to have their, their country sponsored there. How does that region. work like with the international college program? Is it that country, if you have a pavilion, do you have to provide so many of your people to come over here for the college I'm sure program? they do promotions in their country saying, yeah. you know, work for a year. I mean, you've gone there where you, where you go to like Morocco and all the kids are from right. Morocco and things like that. So they must have some sort of If you ever talk process. to them, I mean, you know, because they are, some, most of them are pretty friendly. They'll tell you, oh, I'm here for this long, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I've talked to some of the Norwegian ones. The ones from Norwegia. <laughs> Norwegia. I'll tell you, the ones we've ever talked to all say the same thing. They love it here, but they just, it's so much work. Yeah. They work so many hours mm-hmm. and they get, they're away from their families for so long that they all look forward to going home. I wonder what the percentage is of people that do the college program that end up working for Disney. That stay or come back? Yeah. <laughs> pretty it's pretty high. high, especially if they're a U.S. resident and just from another state. It's pretty high. It yeah, depends just on how your experience was. You know, I had a great experience, so I came back. But I, I had well, friends that hated it. But a lot of our friends here in Florida are college program transplants. Right. It's a magnet. It'll bring you back. Yeah. It also, I think, depends on where you land, too. I mean, we talk about you might get a service job that just might take it out of you, and you think, oh, I don't want to do this. Right. Or yeah, selling glow necklaces or something. <laughs> or you're cleaning the bathrooms. Nothing so you have no them. choice as to where you're going to be? They assign you. You choose three areas that you want to work at. Grace was asking me about this the other day because she seemed interested. And one of the things mm-hmm. that will give you a leg up on a, a location is a skill set, like Corey was a lifeguard. So I'm sure that they look at that and they say, oh, look, he's got lifeguarding credentials. Let's put him in this oh, position. Okay. And even if you've been a lifeguard in the past, Disney trained you anyway from, from scratch. So I, I had never been a lifeguard before. I started here. So wow. I heard from some people that, you know, if you say you like to talk to people, that, you know, you think it's going to guarantee you a great job at Disney, you might be picking up trash because the people that talk to the most guests in a, in a day are custodians because mm-hmm. they're constantly in the park. They constantly get questions asked to them. So you got to be careful what you say. I don't <laughs> like people and I don't want to look at them. Ferris and I in the Magic Kingdom at the Baby Care Center, Curly, her name was Curly, the custodian who was in there changing Curly? the trash can. Is she in a cowboy costume or anything? No. No? Okay. 
That may have been a nickname. She kept doing this. But she just chatted me up the whole time, wanted to know all about Ferris. She was super nice. See, Grace wants to be in the Hollywood Studios entertainment thing, like a mime or something. I don't know, something on the street. <laughs> Streetmosphere people. Yeah, that's what she Because people love them mimes. <laughs> Excellent. Thank okay. you, Kathy. Who wants to go next? I will. We're just going to go around the table. Okay. (laughs) This is from Tracy in Ann Arbor, Michigan. My mom has been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, and I would like to take her to Walt Disney World. Can I get a guest assistance card for someone with cancer? We won't be able. We won't be going until after her chemo treatments, and I'm not sure how she'll be feeling. I'm not looking to skip the lines, but I'm afraid she might be too weak to wait in the line standing up. Thank you for your help. I love listening. Yes. They cannot tell you no. They're not going to say, why do you need this? You know, what's wrong with you? They can't. And I would say that she is a perfect candidate for a GAT card. And and I would say, even if she pushes you back on this, get her a wheelchair. Yeah. Make her time here more comfortable. Don't. People get funny. My dad gets funny when he comes here. He doesn't want to use a wheelchair, but he can't walk distances. And you got to kind of talk them into it. She will have a much better time. If she doesn't feel like walking around or standing and waiting in lines, mm-hmm. Enjoy being pushed around. And also, you the people with you will have a better time as well because they're not worried about you the whole time. And please, if this evolves into a conversation of who does and does not deserve to use a wheelchair, please don't. Really? Thanks. Refrain from it. I've given her permission to use a wheelchair. <laughs> so motive be John. Yes, spoken. I have spoken. If you want to find Scrooge McDuck in the parks, go on the date John. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that when you were talking about it. Sitting in the corner being miserable, count my money. <laughs> That's me, right. Shouldn't you be working? <laughs> but go and have a great time. Really. Don't let any of those things deter you. Don't let any of those be a roadblock. Go and have fun. Thank you, Julie. Ms. Teresa, do you have a second one for me to answer? I do. And the the first sentence on this one just killed me. Hello. I've been listening, trapped in my cubicle at work for about a year now. (laughs) (laughs) Can anyone hear me? (laughs) I really enjoy your show and love to hear all the updates and read the posts on the website. It's a great site for a Disney or Orlando fan like myself. I don't post on the boards much, but because I tend to get caught up by my boss every time I try and do something entertaining at my desk. He really never gets to go home, sounds like. (laughs) I don't often have a lot of questions to send in as much as I'd like to love to listen. I've been going to Orlando for about 30 years now for vacations. I'm always interested in the next new thing, though, and I don't think I will ever be not excited to hear Disney news. My one thing I was really wondering about was the Bob Marley studio. Where's the Bob Marley studio? (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) Do you all record at a Pete's house? Or are you in the actual studio, like a radio station? He was a Rastafarian with a scooter. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to know more about the studio. And I know you all are photo shy. But I'd like to see pictures or video of all you all doing the show. Would, Would just be something fun to see. I don't want to call anyone a genius or try to get a number on the prize matron. But I do have my favorites. And I'll just say, someone on the show pronounces the word cool in such a way as it has two syllables. Okay, who is that? I, I don't, don't know, know either. It's you. I think it might be Kathy. Is that me? It's you. Cool. I was thinking it was Kevin. No. Yeah, because he says cool. I don't know. One syllable. No, that's I two. That's two. two but, I say cool. But I don't hear cool. it. I, I think it's cool. John. It's him. It's him. 
It's Kevin. <laughs> I win the prize. You all have I want to see video of you in your cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> not doing anything fun. It is not the Bob Marley studio. It's the Bob Varley studio. Yeah. With a V. With as a in v. Victor. V is in Victor. <laughs> That's Corey not using the prize we're trying correctly. You're in the wrong bank. Yeah, I see that. Okay, this came from James. Jim Possible, 87 on the boards. Hopefully soon to be a little more active once he gets out of his cubicle. Thanks, James. As I said, it's not the Bob Marley studio. It's the Bob Varley studio in uh, honor of our good friend who has passed, Bob Varley. Um... I don't. Uh, someone's posted pictures of the round of the the office itself. We're actually in Pete's house, in a room in Pete's house that he's converted into our studio. And we literally sit at a round table. I believe it's a five foot round table. Has the walls whole... are not padded. <laughs> should be, they should, should be. be. <laughs> and we have lovely curtains on the window. I cannot tell you how much more comfortable that is. You like that? Huh? I love yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know. I would have used it. Pete always talks about towel. how hot this chair is, and I I see that. I wonder why he rants. We have, He's sweating. A, on one side of the studio, there's a bow window, or a bay window, excuse me. And it looks out onto the neighbor's yard, and that's why we can always see him. I'm surprised he's not out mowing his lawn yeah. or weeding or weed whacking. Uh, and his lovely tank top. Or shirtless. <laughs> we, all, we have very professional equipment, though. Uh, we splurged and tried to get the best equipment we could. We have professional microphones and headsets and a recording deck over there and our phone for when we take phone calls and the prize matron i'm sure you've heard about so and ferris and we just tried to make it as much of a studio as possible but it's not technically a studio it's a room then there's the refrigerator with triscuits and wheat thins on top that's the only reason why i come really it was actually two rooms that pete knocked the wall down in and we used Remember to when we were in the tiny room? It was like three by five. <laughs> <laughs> the peanut gallery would actually sit on our laps. <laughs> they would sit in the hallway outside the room. I can't believe we sat in that tiny room. That is funny. I remember Will would sit with his knee in my spoon. He was basically <laughs> sitting in the closet. Those poor doors, he was like shoved right up against them. Wow. Oh, you weren't here for that, were you, Kathy? No. no. This room had a wall right where this wall is okay. here across and we were on that side oh wow with this same table and all these people and these same chairs and the refrigerator no, no. The refrigerator was <laughs> that was chummy and it had dallas cowboy blue shag carpeting Ooh, oh my god sorry i missed that <laughs> i did have forgot about that really royal blue <laughs> and it used to get to be about 600 degrees oh <laughs> yeah it was this room seems bigger on this side. Why y'all didn't do this room? This was a guest room. Like he, oh. it was a this that room had been like storage before, and I oh, guess it was okay. easier to clean out. Actually, at one point, his mom was living with him. And oh, I that's think right. This was his mom's room. I thought she had that one. Oh. I'm not sure. It was it was very tight. And Julie and Corey were in the back, and they were told to go to the bathroom before the podcast started. Exactly. Oh. You can't get because up. that meant everybody had to get up. Yeah. Um, did we ever? I know we we've taken pictures in here. Does, has anyone ever? posted pictures of I posted it? a few from my iPhone a couple times but then I got scared and took them off real quick because somebody was saying they're like but that's because you took pictures of us eating <laughs> no it was like the side of your the, but when I posted people were, they were freaking out that's Kevin's shoe oh my gosh Walter's <laughs> yeah. knee and I'm like oh my gosh people are excited about body I parts. learned that lesson 
about who can be in the picture and who can't. Yeah, be. I don't. I don't think it matters anymore. But y'all does aren't it? as shy anymore about photos because yes. after the podcast crews and all that. But people have been really good about yeah. not posting their yeah. pictures on the. I also think it's become sort of one of those podcast things that's yeah. just done mm-hmm. now is people don't post pictures of Kevin and I. So it's sort of become part of the fun of it. James, the reason I don't want my picture taken is I do restaurant reviews. And if your restaurant sucks, I'm going to tell you your restaurant sucks. So I don't want anybody knowing who I am before I tell them that. I really don't want anybody messing with my food. So don't want them to skew the results and right. try to give you a better experience. I just don't like my picture taken. Yeah, me neither. But have no trouble taking pictures of other people. <laughs> Just saying. All right, let me get my iPhone out here and take some pictures. <laughs> We've been asked that question a lot. People want a picture of this room. They want us to install like a camera. <laughs> it's yeah. He was talking about that he wanted to put video cameras on all of our microphones. Oh. Oh. Did you see our nose hairs? Really? <laughs> yeah. no, I don't think so, Pete. Looking <laughs> like those little hold cams when they play poker. You see my belt. Or better yet, that helmet thing that comes off when they do a challenge on Survivor. <laughs> I did post a picture one time, and part of the bulletin board was in it, and people were just raving about that, like it was, you know, the magical a, a bulletin peek board. In Pete's closet or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> not something you want to do. He's not here. He could take pictures in his closet. No. <laughs> I'll be fine. I want a job when he gets back. Um, one less echoes to worry about, really. You worry about us, Kevin? Not really, no. Okay. Did we <laughs> it just so. seems that when Pete introduces us, there's Corey, Julie, Eccles, 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 Eccles. <laughs> well, try to keep the others at home. Did we me. answer all of his questions? I don't think he really had any other than he yeah. wants out of the cubicle. <laughs> and we figured out who says cool with two syllables. So. I don't think I do. It is you. See, I thought it, say it, John. Say cool. Cool. Kathy? Cool. Cool. No, now you're saying it right. But you normally go, cool. 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 Sometimes I do cool. That's so cool. Well, we know it's on that side of the table. Yeah, I know it's not me because uh, southern people so say uncool. cool. So, James, you can stay in your cubicle since it's not us on this side of the table that are cool. Thank you, James, and thank you, Teresa. Corey, do you have another one? Yes. Mine comes from somebody. They didn't sign their name or anything, but I'm going to read it anyway. So good How'd luck. you get it? Good luck. This is price. from Anonymous. <laughs> was it, was it I'm not going to read their email address. Some, oh. Somebody from at Verizon.net. Oh. <laughs> so is it delivered by uh, now you know who you are. <laughs> Our upcoming trip to the world will be over Labor Day. As we decide when to visit Typhoon Lagoon, we're trying to factor in how the holiday will affect crowds. That's next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, she sent it on the 31st. I say she. Shim, him. Sent it on the 31st. <laughs> uh, we've heard that midweek typically has the largest crowds and have considered making our water park day early in the week. However, do the locals fill the parks on weekday holidays like Labor Day? Thanks for your help and for the terrific podcast. Um, as a local, I don't think I would ever go to a Disney park on Labor Day. Uh, usually a lot of the locals that I know of go to the beach. If they're going to do any sort of water thing, they'll, they'll go to the beach. So I don't think you'll find too many locals at Typhoon Lagoon. That always makes it sound like we have some kind of a disease. Are the locals going to be there? Yeah. Like we're evil. Yeah. We, we like can we? pack a park. <laughs> some, of us, some of us are. That's cool. <laughs> the local people. <laughs> now you're just teasing James. <laughs> he has nothing else to do. He's stuck in a cubicle. And didn't you find working at the water parks that like i mean if you get there first thing i mean there's still a lot you can do before the locals get there i mean 
Oh, she's taking this to heart. I am. That's one of those things when I see that on the Diz board that it's like waving a red flag in front of my eyes. But I mean, like if you get there early, like when the park opens as compared to if you got there at like 12 o'clock when it's really starting to get packed. I mean, you can still do a lot. Well, on that day, you're going to have to get there at opening. Blizzard's going to close very fast. They'll start sending people a typhoon and that one might close shortly after. And they usually reopen around one thirty, two o'clock. So you get there early or you'll be at the resort pool. I always say to people either go like at 10 or wait till about 2. Yeah. Is that about? The... I like, I like going um, <laughs> at 2. The only thing is it's Russian roulette with the weather here. It usually starts raining around one thirty, two o'clock. If you, can make, if you can last through a rainstorm under a shelter or whatever, when they reopen the park, if they do, the crowd's going to be non-existent. And our weather patterns have been so weird. It was almost all last night. Nothing happened all day. Last night was a really bad mm-hmm. storm. So you can't really count on the, the weather being that predictable anymore. There's a Florida resident pass. Oh, after two or something. After two. So yeah. take that in consideration. Do you think more locals... I'm sorry, Kathy. <laughs> she hates that word. Really? More, more people in the area use the water parks for a weekend getaway, or do you think they go to a regular theme park? I think they go to a regular theme park. Yeah. That's my opinion. I think that yeah, They most, drop their kids out at the water park. They could. I think they go pool hopping. <laughs> really, at the resorts <laughs> and reuse soda mugs. Because um, I think... And I'm stretching in here that most people who live in Florida either have their own pool or live in a community with a pool. So it's not like going to the water park meant what, let's say, I grew up in New Jersey. And during the summer, nobody had a pool, so we would go to the community pool to go swimming. So that's my theory of how people travel. Well, I don't have hmm. a I don't oh. have a pool and I don't have one in my Me community. Me either. We're living in the wrong community. So. You don't have a name to your town either. <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, also being so close to the beaches, I I know a lot of people that go to the beach right. that day. Right. I know when on Labor Day weekend we always go swimming in the lakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that this year. <laughs> That's just I I'm just curious as to why they think the water park would be so much more crowded than any other park. Yeah, I don't... Out of the two water parks, Typhoon's going to be less crowded. Really? Yeah. Why? Blizzard always closes first. Why? I'll have to watch that. I yeah. think it has more, it's more popular among... Yeah. Because... The locals? They'll close... <laughs> every, among everyone. They will close Blizzard and they will send people to Typhoon. We're going to call them townies from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think Blizzard has more exciting rides. I mean, a lot of people, you know, 50-50 with people who like Typhoon over Blizzard, and it's not a which water park is better. What if Blizzard you've never closes been, first. What if you've never been to either, and you're a townie? Which should I go to? Typhoon you're again. A townie. <laughs> <laughs> Stay home in my mud puddle, my retention pond next door. Fighting off the dogs. <laughs> Fighting off the dogs. <laughs> Ferris oh, isn't happy. Ferris. What's the matter, bud? He's saying, read another email, read another email. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Kevin, do you have another one for us? I do. This one is from Virginia Beach. <laughs> <laughs> is that her name? No, no. I thought I... <laughs> was, did you say Virginia? Virginia. Oh. <laughs> Two syllables, three. <laughs> it's actually from Dwayne Pascal in Virginia Beach. I just thought Virginia Beach was funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, podcast team. I heard Kevin comment on the San Angel Inn, or the San Angel restaurant at Epcot, and how bad the food was. And I heard and read this quite 
a bit over, I'm having trouble reading, I apologize, over the years, and I have heard the same sort of bad reviews about Nine Dragons. My question is for Kevin, since he is the restaurant guru, and I understand there is no definitive answer to this, but we know Disney executives pay attention to places like the Diz and have got to be hearing the same complaints. So with that said, why, in your opinion, do they not make some attempt to fix these two restaurants given the poor reviews that they get year in and year out? I understand that these places stay packed, so obviously they are saying to themselves, why fix something that has the numbers to back it up? But it would seem to me that in a shake-up in the menu and or service would be a relatively inexpensive way to improve these two establishments. The only reason that these places stay continually busy is because they basically have a captured audience and not enough dining options to go around. But as a Walt Disney World fan, I would like to see them make improvements in it to at least attempt to make everything the best it could be. I know plenty of Mexican and Chinese establishments that serve quality products that I would not be ashamed to eat at Walt Disney World and would not get the same sort of reviews that these two have gotten. Thanks for all you do and keep up the good work. Well, Dwayne, my opinion is you said it all. They have a captive audience. They're relying on people who go there once or twice. Um, those of us who post on the Diz boards and are the Uber planners and the people who do restaurant reviews, we're a small portion of Disney's audience. What happens is they get people who eat there once a year. And the Mexican restaurant in Epcot has a great atmosphere. They're serving jarred sauce, I think, in Tostitos chips. So it's not, in my opinion, I actually haven't eaten there in years. We reviewed the canteen across the walkway. Uh, and I apologize, but it was absolute swill. It, it, it wasn't fit for consumption. And I've heard the same thing about the Mexican food there. I've also talked about the fact that John and I eat in a local Mexican restaurant. It's actually a chain called Tijuana Flats. And for $25, two of us can positively feast. We come out stuffed. The reason they're not fixing these, they're not fixing this is because there's there, most days you can't get a reservation there. So there's no reason to fix something that's obviously not broken. The other thing I think they do is when they get involved in sort of a uh, certain food style, Disney a lot of time dumbs it down to the point where it's at the lowest common denominator. And I think in the Mexican restaurant, that's kind of what they've done. Excuse me. Since they've rehabbed Nine Dragons, I didn't think the food was bad. I thought our experience there was pretty good. I think the food's highly overpriced compared to what you can get off Disney property. But you have to take into account the fact that you are on Disney property and you are a captive audience. So uh, to answer your question, I think you answered it yourself. And I think the reason they don't fix it is because they're filling the restaurant every night and people are moving on. I also think there's a reason why certain restaurants are much better than others. For example, France is good. People love Canada. We've had our discussions about Canada. Um, but that seems to be a better restaurant. Um, I think that when trying to uh, draw someone into your restaurant, there might be a challenge with getting the average traveler to try French food. So the people who are doing the French restaurant really have to go above and beyond to get people to come in and have something that's more spectacular. I think people are more willing to go to a Chinese restaurant or a Mexican restaurant 
out of familiarity and say, oh, I know what I can get there. I know that I like that type of food. So it's almost a sort of, they almost don't have to try to some extent. You know, we know they don't have to try because of the, how crowded the restaurants are, but they also don't have to try in terms of trying to draw people into the restaurant and give them a better experience. But don't you think that a lot of people that just come and maybe they dine there one time and come back the next year and think, oh, well, maybe I just, it was off that night. Like they're willing to give the benefit of the doubt. There's also what we call the Disney effect in that there are times when you go to eat somewhere and it's the best meal you ever had because you're in Disney and because you're on vacation. Someone else cooked it for you. Someone brought it to your table. You well, know. I've joked about this before. I talk about I, growing up, I went to Wildwood, New Jersey every year. And in my opinion, the best French fries in the world were at a place called Paul's French Fries on, uh, on the boardwalk in Wildwood. As an adult, I've gone back and gotten those same french fries and the french fries. Mm. However, when I was a kid, and I would not get there for 12 months, and I would go back, in my mind, they had become the best french fries I had ever eaten, and it was an event. We hear this all the time about Mickey bars, that Mickey bars are the best ice cream bars you can possibly imagine. Well, they're Mickey, they're ice cream. They're vanilla ice cream dipped in chocolate. However, you're eating them in Disney World. Right. And as a townie <laughs> trying to find the right word to use thank you as someone who lives in proximity to disney townie. i wouldn't make an effort to go to disney i don't think mickey bars are spectacular right. however i have access to them pretty much whenever i want i can get a dove bar and sit in my dark air-conditioned living room for a lot mm-hmm. less however there is that as john said that Disney effect on restaurants. So while the, the Mexican restaurant might not be great, the, all the other factors play into the fact that you had a great time and a great experience. It does have a great atmosphere in there, too. It does. So does. That helps you overlook what your food is. A lot of times people, um, families are eating together where they have schedules that are rushed mm-hmm. and things. Right. So it becomes more special because right. now we're all together for a meal. And you're, uh, you're relaxed and on vacation, so you're sort of having a better time and you're more open to an experience. So I think there's a lot of things that play into it. I was always, um, I wouldn't say intimidated by France, but I always thought it was like really fancy. Like walking by and you see the glass and the linen tablecloths and the wine glasses. I always thought I wasn't dressed up enough to I go. That's a common mm-hmm. perception yeah. of people walk by France and think it's going to be snooty. Yeah. Or expensive or they're just going to serve. <laughs> that's the old car sound. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you crank an old car and uh, it makes that noise? It's going around a corner for a really long time. <laughs> Or in France, they're just going to serve you snails. Yeah. You know, people don't understand the complexity. So of usually, you just keep on walking. And one of our favorite things to order in France is what they call the croque monsieur, which is a ham and cheese sandwich. So that's how fancy <laughs> it is. What about turkey legs outside of Walt Disney World? I want to see somebody walk with a turkey leg, eating a turkey leg in like the local mall or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see the looks they would get. You'd have like stores that have like a turkey leg with the you know the no smoking symbol. <laughs> right, no turkey legs allowed. <laughs> I always picture cavemen eating them. I don't know why. It's just it like, very barbaric. I don't, and the smell of them just kind of nauseates. Yeah. I think they smell great. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't like the smell of them. But at I've all. never had one. And they taste, they look and taste like ham to me. Yeah, we is, got one one time. We had a so group. Smoked. And we got a turkey leg just because we see everybody like gnawing down on there. We all went, tastes like ham. And it wasn't really even a good ham. It's an emu. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> e- emu leg, just don't cut it. The other thing with Mickey bars now, Kevin, is on the cruise board, they've reached mythic proportion because people can get them in their stateroom, mm-hmm. but it's not on the menu. However, if I'm sailing, 
on the high seas and someone's willing to bring me ice cream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's bad about that? Really? So that's become another big thing is eating. <laughs> it just talks a lot more now. You don't have to know, you know, you have to sort of know that in advance, and that's one of those secret things about cruising. Like rolls at the Liberty Tree Tavern. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Who else has a voicemail or an email they want to I read? have one. Um, this one is from Autumn in Dallas-Fort Worth. My family and I are headed to the world for the first time this November. We will be celebrating my husband's 35th and my daughter's 4th birthday. It is going to be amazing. I am in the depths of planning, and I think Disney should have a disclaimer. Planning a trip to Disney can be addictive, all-consuming, and can result in a loss of a productive life. I can't believe how much there is to know. I have found your website and podcast to be very helpful. The depth of detail is great. The fact that you provide information about what park rides are likely to make me sick is awesome, since I am the girl that always gets sick. Thank you. On to my question. I will be bringing my Canon digital SLR camera with us. I was wondering if you have any tips on keeping my camera safe while in the park. I am mainly concerned about water. If you have time for one more question, do you think buying the PhotoPass CD is a valuable service product? I was thinking of purchasing the CD for $99 in advance. Thank you for all you do, Autumn. Um, As far as the camera, I have this really expensive thing that I take with me to the parks to protect my camera. It's a one-gallon size Ziploc bag. And I bring that all the time because you never know when it's going to rain down here, and my camera fits in there perfectly. And if you you put it in and you have the zippered end open up by your lens, you can open it up quickly to take your picture and then zip it back up. Um, We went to one of the Halloween parties. It was like raining and took my camera in the Ziploc bag and still got great pictures and my camera was still okay. I'm going to give somebody credit. I read about it on the boards one night. There's a gentleman on the boards, I believe his name is Will Cad, and he showed how to make a poncho for your camera. He oh, has yeah? a, a strap on his camera that he wears around his neck and he took the Ziploc bag and held it upside down and cut the corners off so that it fit over his strap. You unhook one side of, one okay. side of the strap, run it through, Wear the strap around your neck, but then the Ziploc bag slides up and down. So if it starts to rain, you can pull the Ziploc bag down over your camera. Now, that's not going to be good on something like Cali River Rapids, where you're going to want a Ziploc bag that actually zips. But he made a little poncho for his camera, and I thought it was a real clever idea. I have to do that. Make a sombrero as well. (laughs) (laughs) A little Mexican camera. I also take a, one of those you know rubber hair bands so that you can like put the Ziploc bag. Camera has hair? No, you just take it so that you can put it around the, the lens on your camera. Oh, you just wanted it. the lens part to, to hang out a little bit. Um, they do wow. sell bags like that they have at the water parks that are quite expensive for protecting your camera. But really, a Ziploc bag or if, you're, or if you're caught off guard, you know, the Disney shopping bags mm-hmm. work too. So, I mean, you can spend a lot of money or you can... Let someone else take the pictures, Corey. Thank you. Bring something to wipe your Corey lens, puts yeah. his under his shirt. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Looks like I have a growth. Oh, I've done that. I'm always there. Like, I don't care if I get wet. My camera can't get yeah. wet. And as far as the PhotoPass thing, I think PhotoPass is a great idea. But take some pictures with your own camera. Because the one year we went for the Christmas party... And the photographers used the same camera that I have. Mm-hmm. And in their picture, it looked like there was a hurricane going on. because, And they had it on a tripod. And the, the picture was, like, all blurry. 
and my picture turned out fine. So don't just depend on the PhotoPass photos for your vacation. Take some with your own, and they will use your camera if you ask them. Yes. Like, don't be embarrassed to, to ask them to yeah. use your camera to take right. a picture. They will. We did. Mm-hmm. Cool. You will find that Ziploc bags in, um, in several sizes are going to be handy. <laughs> For things like uh, people bring, some people when it's hot weather bring a, a, a wet cloth with them mm-hmm. to sort of wipe their faces, and that's something you can carry around. It's just they're very handy to put in your backpack. Yeah, do Would bring a be- cloth to wipe your lens because there's nothing worse than getting back to your house and looking through your photos and seeing a huge water blot in the foreground of your shot. It's the worst. Yes. And if you have that cloth in your bag, would that be cool? Cool. I don't know, local. <laughs> <laughs> Local, like Townie better. <laughs> Townie. Thank you, Townie. Like for that email. <laughs> You're mutant, Townie. <laughs> I always picture snobby kids going to college, and I couldn't afford it. I'm a yeah. Townie. It's like that movie, that old movie, The Bike Riders. What was that? Uh, had Dennis Quaid in it. Remember the Townies that run the bike race? Oh, um, I don't even know what you're talking about. They rode the motorcycles everywhere? No, it was like oh. bike riding. Did it have sound? Oh, actual yes, bike. It had sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. It's an old movie. I don't know what movie you're talking about. <laughs> Somebody knows out there. I know you do. Okay. Excellent. Thanks, And you're guys. screaming at the, the, at the, <laughs> the iPod now. I know! God bless you, Thank Paris. you, Kathy. Who's you're next? Welcome. Me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dutch already went. Okay. Um... This is from Susan Copen in Walkersville, Maryland. We'll be traveling to the world in three weeks with our 12-week-old. Can we take him on rides like Peter Pan and Pirates if we hold him? Yes. <laughs> also, I know we can't take strollers into restaurants. Is it best to put him in a sling or a baby Bjorn for eating out? Thanks for your reviews of the baby care centers. Um, I wouldn't say that you can't take your stroller into a restaurant. I've taken Ferris and his stroller into restaurants on property um especially if your child's sleeping you don't want to wake them up you can't take them in the disney stroller no but i meant like your personal stroller right. if you have yeah. a disney stroller because we have a little uh, uh what do you call it Corey? umbrella stroller there also are places where they won't allow the strollers in right. like if you everybody in lasalier brought a stroller in mm-hmm. you'd be in trouble <laughs> we brought part. our stroller in lasalier <laughs> Julie just doesn't care. I think they're going to come to a, I think you would reach a point where they would tell you no. But I'm just telling you, it doesn't hurt to ask. doesn't hurt to try if your child is more comfortable in the stroller and is going to be fine in the stroller. But if not, um, the baby Bjorn, I would imagine, would be a little hard because the baby's on the front of you. If you're eating something hot, you don't want to drop it on the baby. <laughs> right, so, Ferris? Baby be and, burned. <laughs> um, whereas with a sling, if they enjoy, if they like the sling, you know, enjoy being in there, it's a little more like a cocoon and can be a little more secure from the hot food. Get, they get all the crumbs dropped on them. <laughs> well, if you're eating at one of the places without a back on the chair, put them in the little backpack thing. Yeah, just really? hang, on, <laughs> hang on the back. What about just a high chair while he's sitting in a... 12 weeks. Well? weeks. Oh, you yeah. can't sit in a high chair. Really? I don't know. It's really like 100, 120 pounds at that point. <laughs> yeah. There's, see, that's why I'm saying that, you know, with the child that young, you know, obviously you don't want everyone bringing their stroller into the restaurant, but... You know, there's got to be some exceptions. Well, them and you. There you go. <laughs> You're the only two. I uh, just got a text message from Pete as of 4.13 today, which is Tuesday. He landed. Yay! He's there. Safe. 
Smoking yeah. like a chimney. We're getting here about Australian wildfires. <laughs> we have this Google Earth shot. This is part of Australia that's burning. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. Oh, I'm glad they got there. Yeah, me too. I've been worried. I'm just, yeah. They've been in a. Pl- they've been traveling for 20 hours. Yeah. I don't even want to do things that are oh, fun for 20 I hours. I definitely don't want to be around. <laughs> 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 The You're last. traveling with him for five hours to California. It's like, run! <laughs> 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 yeah, he's not good traveling, is he? I think it's the nicotine withdrawal. Oh, it absolutely is. It definitely yeah. is. It is. Well, he, had, he had inhalers for this trip, so hopefully that helped. Yeah. Well, he brings them on every plane trip. <laughs> Could he set them on fire? Exactly. <laughs> he had nicotine patches stuck on him like Mickey Mouse stickers. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't wearing clothes. <laughs> Just nicotine. <laughs> A nicotine bodysuit. Hi, Pete. We love you. He's not going to listen to this, is he? We're glad you arrived safe. They don't have electricity in Australia. You know, I just look down oh, and see his uh, his charger for his laptop down here. Uh oh. Oh no. Yeah. I hope he has two. He probably has two. He blogged, so he had to have something. Bummer. Yeah, he definitely has two. He has battery. <laughs> <laughs> do they have the same electricity in Australia? I don't know. Oh, you mean like do you have to have a converter? Yeah. Yeah, you I do. Don't know. So he had to go buy a converter? Yeah, I think they did. Cool. Interesting. <laughs> I hope there's an Apple store in the Outback. <laughs> <laughs> I like a didgeridoo. <laughs> A boomerang <laughs> and an there, iPhone, please. Is there, is there an Apple Store in Alice Springs? <laughs> like an eye boomerang. Where's <laughs> uh, the Best Buy? It's getting late. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. Teresa, do you have one more? I do. This one's for Kathy, but I'm going to read it because you handed it to me. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, Tony. Really local. I think you can help because you go to Walt Disney World a lot. She says, and I can read between the lines, you're a local, is what it says. <laughs> My name is Molly. I'm nine years old and I live in Scotland. I know Molly. That's Jackie's daughter. Yeah. yeah. I know Molly. Hey, Molly. Hey, Molly. I have you're three, cool. three favorite things in the world. Number one, Disney. Number two, Club Penguin. And number three, Pokemon. I know that Rockhopper from Club Penguin was appearing at Hollywood Studios back in April or May, and I was wondering if he will still be there when, as, when I was going to come back. I'm going to be there in Florida in October and would like to so like to meet Rockhopper, as all of my friends will be really jealous. My mom is B. Robeson. My mom is so cute. <laughs> On the boards, Jackie, and she has started listening to the podcast. They are cool. Bye, Molly. <laughs> That's what it says. So tell us. <laughs> I can't handle that. Your kids, yeah, your kids would know. Are they into that yeah, stuff? No well, I know you can hang with Max. He's all into the Pokemon, or he used to be. So, <laughs> got any questions for Max? I did some looking on that one, and I didn't see that character as still being there. I know they had the backdrop over Hollywood Studios, but I think that was just for a limited time. So, I don't think she's going to find him. Will okay. she find Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> What's a rock hopper? Uh, rock hopper from Club Penguin. Come on, one of the penguins. I only that. know what Disney is out of those three. Okay, things. I know Pokemon, Jigglypuff, and all them little. I know that. Go Molly. Yeah. 
Pokemon? I'm I'm still investigating, <laughs> so if I find out anything. If you need to talk Pokemon, Max Someone at WWW. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Jigglypoof? Jigglypuff. <laughs> it's my favorite Pokemon. Why? Because he's round, and when he sings, he puts people to sleep. It's <laughs> 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 my extensive knowledge of Pokemon. Ferris is playing with the mic. Sounds like a heart. I thought it was somebody scratching their back. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that's how we Teresa. know. Yeah, so I'm I'm still checking. Okay. I Bye, Molly. Bye. Bye, Molly. And Corey, do you have the last email for us? I do. Excellent. Um, what's up with my emails and no names? This comes from thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am staying at French Quarter in October. While I'm on vacation, I still need to be in contact with work. Is high-speed Internet available and how? Last time I stayed at Grand Floridian, I was able to get local wireless Internet in my room for a fee. As I recall, it was not through the official Disney connection. Is that possible at French Quarter? Are there ways to get wireless in the resorts other than Disney official connections? Um, the only wireless connections you're going to get at Disney is the, uh, or at the deluxe resorts. Uh, Beach Club, Boardwalk, and Temporary. You can also get it at Coronado Springs, Dolphin, Fort Wilderness, Grand Floridian, Swan, and Yacht Club. However, the moderate resorts, I think all the resorts, have um, landlines. Mm-hmm. You can get high-speed Internet through a landline. Something you could look into, too, is there's several different brands of, uh, of uh, mini Wi-Fi devices that you can plug into the landline in the room, and then that will make it wireless for you at that point. Um, you could go through the trouble. Some of them you can go through the trouble of actually securing them if you're worried about someone breaking into your connection. But for the most part, if you're just going to check email, check the boards or stuff, and then go, I think that that's something that's. Yeah, and I want to thank those people who don't secure their router because you can't pick up wireless. <laughs> that sounds like that's what happened to him. He jumped on somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to make sure you secure it if, if you're concerned. You know, At but the just very care. least, secure your secure your uh, mm-hmm. laptop. Make sure you set that so that it's secure. But if you're going to leave it open, and don't do file sharing because I I used to have no, an amazing that. time in airports looking at everybody's files on their computer because they all did file sharing. Really? Yep, I could see their files. That is a sneak. Really? And no, it just it just popped a up on the sneaky local. Dang! I just steal dimes. You're. Well, one time I was in the airport and this it came up for the company that I worked for. So I'm like looking around, like, did I know this person? But you know, there were all their emails. So you know, if you're concerned about because people like leave their computers out in the resorts, if you're you know, put a cable on it, do something. You know, there are cases where things get taken at Disney. You know, just be careful. Or you could look into one of the uh, air cards, like AT&T, mm-hmm. or somebody has a Sprint or Nextel, or not Nextel, Sprint, or um, Verizon as the one you can get for your laptop, where you can just do a connection right then and there. And really, I think nine ninety five a day, if that's what keeps you in touch with your work, I don't really think that, I mean, I know everybody can make the argument for why it should be cheap. Or just pay. have them pay you back, right, John? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> what do you mean? Charge it to the company, then yeah. you, you oh. here's my receipt. <laughs> here's my receipt. Well, if it's for work, absolutely. I mean, there's 
to, you know, I know you guys are joking around, but sure, if you're doing something for work on your vacation, then your work should pay for you to be able to stay in touch. But, I mean, if that's what gives you peace of mind because you can check your email, I think nine ninety five a day is very reasonable. At some point, every place is going to have free Wi-Fi. I've stayed at a lot of hotels that had free Wi-Fi that was <laughs> terrible. So I would gladly pay nine ninety five to know that you I had a good, good signal Wi-Fi, rather yeah. than, oh, geez, if I turn my laptop this way, it comes in yeah. better. If I go over by the window, it comes in better. And really, if you're on vacation, you know, take a break from your computer. Our whole town has free Wi-Fi. St. Cloud is one of the few towns in the country that... I've, I've actually been through there with my laptop. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you reading my emails? <laughs> Blogging from the red light. Probably. Kathy's out, out looking for free Wi-Fi. You're not a police officer. <laughs> well, see, you know the time I drove through St. Cloud and there was the chicken trying to cross the road. See, I could have blogged about it right there. Why the chicken cross the road mm-hmm. to get free Wi-Fi? Yeah. <laughs> or the other thing you had in your backyard. You have a koala bear or something in your backyard? No, we had a pig. A pig. A wild a pig. And then there was the cow on the loose in St. Cloud. Yeah. Yes. It was a, we did a have male a cow. cow. It was a bull. It was a bull. I want to yeah. see somebody milk that cow. <laughs> I didn't see the cow. I did see the pig. Oh. Kevin's brother says he was uh, he was there after they had sort of cornered the cow and apparently at one point in time some genius had decided to put up that plastic police tape to keep the cow in check (laughs) so it was running around the field with the plastic police tape flapping behind it he said no one thought that the cow could get through the plastic police tape it says caution I can't go through it very good I think Ferris is ready to wrap it up I think he is and I think we all are as a matter of fact Corey thank you for that last email thank you everybody for bringing your emails and for uh, participating and thank you for everybody who sent us an email we'll be back with you next week uh, for for another edition (laughs) of the Diz Unplugged uh, roundtable and the Diz Unplugged email edition and we hope everybody stays safe